Stand by to receive our transmission. Where are you boys from in the world? Alabama, sir. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to the Bama Geeks Podcast. We're four friends diving into our favorite pop culture topics with a dash of Southern charm. Right, we have the tools, we have the power. It's Miller time. Whoa, this is heavy. Pizza dude's got 30 seconds. Wait, what? Crazy? You didn't say I was crazy. You got the wrong guy, I'm the dude, man. You want something done, you've got to do it yourself. Be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes! So grab your biscuits and gravy, a glass of sweet tea, and enjoy the nerdy hospitality of Brock and Jessica Parker, Bo Bearden, and Kevin Gardner. This is the way. This is the way. And welcome to the Bama Geeks podcast, episode number 66. We hope you're doing, as always, extremely well. And as you see, there's somebody who is there, some dude. You haven't seen him in a year, but when you do see him, you know it's time, especially when yes. he's in between the trees. And it's time for our, what episode, Jess? 66. It's the Hatterene episode. Yes. So, uh, of course. <laughs> I'm, Kevin, I'm only going to do it once, Brock, please. Go I'm going to do it one. Go ahead. Okay. Cute. Episode 66. <laughs> the Halloween episode. <laughs> so, but yeah, for our audio listeners, I don't even know if I said his name. Michael Nix is with us. He, yeah. uh, he, he was on our <laughs> <laughs> enthusiastic. Um, <laughs> if you remember on our Halloween episode last year, uh, he's the guy who can bring you the best ghost stories from all around our state. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, so he has willingly and graciously joined us once again, because this will be the last episode that releases in October. So it's time for some ghost stories. Yay. But I'm Brock Parker. And on the other side of Mr. Nix <laughs> is the my wife, Jess. Hello. Down below is back from Minnesota, <laughs> Mr. Kevin Gardner. And then. Hi, hi. And then, of course, Mr. Bo Bearden. Mm -hmm. Greetings. <laughs> I just have to make this comment. It's killing me. Nixie isn't a Parker sandwich. He's the meat in the Parker sandwich on the okay <laughs> on the video. <laughs> oh, sorry. I think I think I, I think Nixie's more like potted meat. It's a potted meat sandwich. Great. So now he's a Vienna sausage uh, too. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say Vienna sausage. Ar Armor Star. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Start, start naming off all the mystery meats. Uh, well, this has been fun. Treat. <laughs> well, I mean, like could, last year's can weenies. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist. I had to say it. It was in my brain. I just. Sometimes uh, things should just stay in my brain. I get that. You roll the dice. This. This. <laughs> yeah, you roll the dice. This is what you get with the Bama Geeks. Mm -hmm. You never know. Never know. <laughs> but we appreciate you joining us. Uh, before we oh, yeah. get started, uh, this is going to be our big, big uh, Ghost Stories episode. Like we said, Nick's going to bring some fun stuff, show you some great pictures. We have no idea what he's going to be showing us. Um, but before we roll into it, you can join us on social media. 
Uh, I'd love to see you over on Instagram, X, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. Just search at Bama Geeks or go straight to it. Um, at Bama Geeks everywhere on social media. And if you're still on Facebook, like us old people are, mm-hmm. you can join our online community, the Bama Geeks Front Porch. That's a private group we have set up where we can share all kinds of fun things. Uh, just uh, search that. And that'll bring that up. And uh, we spent uh, just over a half hour with our wonderful Patreon members prior to this. Patreon.com slash Bama Geeks. $5 a month. And it'll get you some hijinks and some other stuff. Hijinks Tom and shen- shenanigans. Yeah. We can be hooligans, can't we, Nixie? Mm. Sure. I'm always <laughs> 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 oh, my. And I know we've we've we have had uh we've had a new face, so we've had some couple people join the front porch recently. So hey, thanks for thanks for joining along with us on yeah. that. So yeah. Absolutely. It's always good to see the growth and we love interacting and uh, lots of fun stuff. Um, as you know that we've we've been going through and talking about Ahsoka. Uh the, and uh, this episode just happens to be halloween related so the next episode will will bring you our our thoughts on the wrap-up of ahsoka um kevin the ever uh the ever predicting correctly gentleman that he is on some things because he is the star wars nut among us so i can't wait to hear his thoughts we'll have that for episode 67 excuse me Yes. Uh, but for this one, we're going to do some Halloween stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, not a whole lot's been going on uh, with any of us. Uh, Kevin, you're safely back from Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. Made it back. Yeah. Good wrap up on the trip there. Yeah. Um, was a phenomenal trip. Saw Peter Gabriel. Um, oh, was super, by the way. If you, if you ever get the chance to see that guy in concert, he's incredible. He, mm. he puts on a really good show. Um, it's, and the thing is, is that, you know, everybody knows peter gabriel you know you know sledgehammer and some of the other big hits and he was a lot younger than when he did those hits and he's done a lot of stuff since then if you have, if you haven't followed his music and he has got some phenomenal stuff that he has out there so um you know obviously his uh just like any other artist his uh is the majority of his stuff is kind of concentrated around his newer stuff right but um yeah, that that was super fun <clears throat> um i went to the uh minnesota zoo and no. um, the, the Minnesota Zoo had the best display of pumpkins um, that I've ever seen. I'll actually see if I can grab a picture for you guys and just keep Ooh. talking here yeah. um, to, to kind of give you an idea of what this looks like. But um, uh, let's just say um, anybody knows me. Uh, I think most of you guys know me. Um, uh, I love Halloween. Okay, I love Halloween. Halloween's like my it, Halloween's my. I, I tell people Halloween's my Christmas. They're like, "Why, Kevin? Why do you do all those, the, all the stuff out in the yard and all the stuff?" It's like, this is Christmas for me. This all downhill like this. Mm-hmm. You know, Mariah Carey busts out of her ice crypt and then she takes over <laughs> for the rest of the year, right? Um, but in, in the in the time that I have Halloween, that's the you know that's my jam. That's everything. Um, let me see if I can get this. Thing. Here we go. Okay. And uh, let me see if I can share this. But yeah, um, Minnesota Zoo was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, dead air time. Let's see. Mm. Share screen. Sorry about this, guys. Facebook. Yes. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. 
and I'll show you. Check that out. Wow. Awesome. Whoa, dude. Oh my gosh. Um. So that so amazing. Amazing. I mean, anybody that's been to like Boo at the Zoo, um, at Birmingham Zoo, you know, they always do a really good job. These guys just. I entered the park and just thought that this was going to be just kind of some kind of like, cause it was earlier on, you know, it was like oh well gosh. before the, the season started and you get down to this little hollow, like area, uh, area that like, like a holler, right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> area of the, of the, of the park. That's kind of off in the, 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 off to the side. And it's just this, you, I stood in front of this for like 10 minutes. You have to, I, I, was, I, mean, I was just stunned yeah. at how good it was. Um, of course, I spent quite a bit of time uh, on that, but yeah, it was uh, it was phenomenal. And um, you know, they 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 had it set up to where they had every season. Um, they started with, it wasn't seasons; it was, it was months of the year. And then they had um, themed pumpkins, like multiple for every single month, um, just mm -hmm. kind of illustrating what Minnesota's like at that time of year, like ice fishing and things like that. Tons of like like thousands of pumpkins there, carved pumpkins. It was insane. Wow. Um, and you know, countless other things that I did, uh, that are uh, probably worth mentioning, but my brain is still fried on the, 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 the trip. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was super cool. Um, was, yeah, I would definitely go back anytime I would actually, I would love to go back to, to Minnesota around this time just to go and see that, that again, mm -hmm. because that's, that's I mean, I, I just want to go to the folks who, who organized, you know, bats here in, in Birmingham and go. Look what they did. Yeah. You know, do this. Do something like this. Because mm -hmm. uh, I mean, God, they could probably they could probably get artists from Montevallo yeah. to, to to help them with the pumpkin carving and stuff. So I, I just I don't know. I think it's just probably a lot of it's just organizing it. But that was just jaw droppingly good. And they had they had special effects and 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 they had the fog machines rolling, so it looked real haunted house, creepy, sleepy hollow feel. It was. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing close around here, it may not be as elaborate, but I know Stone Mountain, they do a good thing with like pumpkins and their oh, Halloween stuff. Yeah. Their Halloween oh. festival. Hmm. And you're talking about pumpkin stuff too. I, I hope one day that I get to, to go visit the pumpkin house that's in West Virginia. Yeah. That's in Fallout 76. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the beautiful. Pumpkin. Canova's Pumpkin House in West Virginia. Yeah. I would love mm -hmm. to go see that. That's cool. beautiful, Kev. Mm -hmm. yeah, thank you. Um, but yeah, that's about, should be about it for me. Um, I, I just, you know, after you get back from a, a you know, major trip, you just kind of like sink back into work and, and, uh, and get, you know, go with the grind. So that's, was probably pretty much my highlight. Yeah. Well, Bo, you went to a display of different sorts. Yeah. Well, I did some <laughs> kind of Halloween thing. We uh, took a quick family trip to Legoland, Florida for the kiddo and his, and his buddy from school. We went down there. Um, Pretty neat. It's neat. Like Legoland was really, if you're if you have a child, say from three to twelve, maybe fifteen. If they're the kids, you know, the they're not the cool fifteen year olds. They're too not too cool for it. Like it's 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 definitely a trip. I would take care. Even I mean, even if you're an adult and if you're really enthusiastic about Legos, it's it's neat. I mean, it's it's not Disney or Universal, but it's 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 pretty mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, yeah. Um. They had like a little setup of like different um, different rides and type of thing. Like I'm I'm trying to think like I'm not crapping on it. Like I enjoyed it. It's just like I said it wasn't for me. That's the thing. Yeah. You're you're not the targeted. Audience. Yes, exactly. That's it. That's it. <laughs> no. Not, not, you're not the key demo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the key demo. Exactly. 
<sighs> I haven't been to key demo in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's uh, that's what we were up to. Like I said, uh, first time I've driven to Orlando in a while, and like I told you guys, it was a much better experience than my last time to Orlando. It seemed like it took forever to get down there, but yeah, yeah, we're we're about to make that trek as well. Yeah. And you talk about the cool 15 year olds. My son is about to be 15 and he's like, I don't want to go to Disney. I don't care. <laughs> I don't, I don't care. like the parks. I don't want to go. And I'm like, you're going, you know, <laughs> granted, if we didn't take him, our food budget would be a lot better, mm-hmm. but <laughs> well, he's 15, just take the boy to Epcot and let him eat some of the, the wide variety of food that they have there. Oh, uh, I, oh, I don't know. Should we let him loose in the world of Coke? Oof. yeah yeah we should yeah he, he's are we talking back. are we talking atlanta or pablo escobar they have they have all the drink club cool but, yeah isn't that what's called club cool i think so yeah they the have dark all side the of walt disney <laughs> they, they even offer, have they and they have the beverly i'd so, yeah. say is, if it isn't it isn't legit if they don't offer beverly they do <sighs> beverly is there well, yes. settles, <laughs> settles your stomach that's all it does <laughs> all right uh, well <laughs> as long as it stays down so it's because your soul is dissolving into your stomach from drinking as <laughs> <laughs> disney planned yes. <laughs> yeah so we feel you we're about to make that drive here very soon i actually uh yeah, like I said, it's, they got a cool lot of supposedly exclusive like minifigures and stuff like that. So if you're in the hardcore collecting, that might oh, be neat. something to do. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's they didn't have yeah. any uh, <clears throat> nothing like two licensed. Like they have the Lego Movie stuff, but like they had Lego Movie, but there was no Lego Batman. So uh, so all the licensed stuff from the Lego Movie is not pre- present there, like as character form or ride or whatever. Okay, hey. so Emmett, Emmett's there. Oh yeah, Emmett. Yeah, because they own, they own. Yeah, they own him. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Emmett, right. Emmett, Lucy, Unikitty, Benny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the, the 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 Lego characters. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The stuff that came from the movie. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I will say, Bo, that I was super impressed. I'm glad that you shared the the picture of the parking. Oh yeah, lot. yeah. That yeah. like that was that was like the hotel. Like they have a parking area for the um, like the people just at the park, but we stayed on site. So yeah, the parking reserved for the uh, the hotel guest. Yeah, it's completely covered with solar panels i liked it like i said it was nice that my the, our car could sit out in the southern florida heat and not get baked but hey they're getting power from at the same time so i thought that was that was very mm-hmm. neat that's I, I i'm sure eventually i mean i would think more theme park areas would adopt that i mean you've got the the you property so. to do it yeah i was watching marquez brownlee on uh on youtube mm-hmm. it, what tesla's got a roof a solar roof is that right yeah. kev yeah, I've yeah, looked into he, it, of course. Yeah, he's he installed it and, and did a uh and did a comparison of you know what what eats up what and it was really interesting. I, I certainly wouldn't mind well, that. The thing with, with, with Tesla, and I'll, I'll geek out here a little bit, but um the, the thing with Tesla's roof is is you know that you get an option to do solar panels like your traditional panels, and they have solar tiles. Um so basically you could do like it's basically it's like a slate roof, like with um mm. it makes it look it so it looks slate-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and depending on what areas need to have sun, um, you could either have a regular uh, non-solar tile or a solar tile, and you really can't tell the difference. That's the whole idea: is that it's solar, and you you can't tell that it's solar. So if you're in like an, uh, a bougie neighborhood or something, and you you want to you want to change and you want to have a different, uh, more 
uh, eco-friendly roof and, you know, a, a more, you know, sustainable roof like that, you can get one of these um, that's going to last you probably for, you know, 40 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it'll pay itself back in, you know, X amount of time. Um, but they, they offer that and then they offer, you know, like I said, solar panels. And then, of course, the batteries and things like that, too. So cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Very nice. Well, Bo, anything else you've been up to, or that was, that was enough? Uh, that's or? it. Yeah, that and <laughs> what we're gonna we're gonna talk about what we did the uh, last night. Right. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do that in a minute. Nixie, how about you? You got you yeah. you been up to anything like in the last year? <laughs> we Not usually really. go every two weeks, but what's that? Not really. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Nixie I'm just existing, stays, man. <laughs> he just he just stays in his trees. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> It's just like I said earlier. It's like we 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 crack him open like last year's can of beanie yeah. weenies, and then bring him back out here, and then he does some ghost stories, and then he goes back in the can. I'm Halloween's Mariah Carey. <laughs> uh, oh, well, we won't do anything long because we really haven't done much. Yeah, uh, just regular, you know, adulting stuff. Last couple of weeks, but. Uh, the last episode we, you know, bashed on FedEx. Well, I was going to say, we, we have been watching a couple of little, little, couple we, yeah. of horror movies. So. Yeah. Well, let's, let's get the FedEx thing out of the okay, way first. Go ahead. So FedEx <laughs> screwed up again. <laughs> uh, but that's okay. Uh, I'm not going to hate on them too much because I actually got what I ordered this mm-hmm. time. And I would have probably gone to FedEx HQ in Memphis and strangled somebody if I didn't mm-hmm. because this arrived and Bo got to touch this last night. Yes. Same picture that Michael Keaton touched. <laughs> I did ask for him to try to scan for fingerprints on that. Yeah, we so. we have not dusted for Michael Keaton's fingerprints, but if you're watching on YouTube, yeah, we I got a, an 11 by 14 of uh, Michael Keaton's Batman. Make, your, make yourself big. <laughs> Please, man, I eat enough food to do that. <laughs> well, for the YouTube viewers. For the YouTube viewers. All right, let let's them, see. Let them see that. Let, let them see there that. There we go. Yeah, look. At, so you can see the signature. Look at that. Look at that gorgeous signature. that signature. <laughs> <laughs> I've got an autographed picture, and I'm, I'm making kind of a collage. I've got an autographed picture of Jack Nicholson as the Joker that I've had for 20-plus years. Yeah, um, your, your wall and then, here. what's that? I was saying, I remember admiring it on your wall you were previously <laughs> at. <laughs> yeah so i've got i've got an eight by ten of, of nicholson autographed as the joker and now this 11 by 14 of keaton as batman as you can see with the joker in the monitors and the and the bat computer in this cave and i've also got an 11 by 14 of kim basinger um as vicky vale with uh in the in the belfry with jack nicholson so it's going to be a joker themed collage i'm going to have mm-hmm. you know the a photo mats it, it'll look good. I'll show you when now, I get done with now it. Now you're only missing the most important piece, and that's Robert Wool. <laughs> I couldn't find a picture, man. I need a bigger lens, <laughs> longer lens. So, <laughs> but uh, if I get him, great. If not, I know, I'm, I'm okay. He's a side character for me. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but don't get me wrong. I love him in the movie. Oh, no, I know what you mean. I'm just mean. Yeah. Um, did he have any scenes with the Joker? Closest he got to him, I would think, would be the parade scene. I would think that's yeah, the closest yeah. interaction. But I never like yeah, yeah. It, it, and I'm I'm trying to focus this on. I got fo- you. I, yeah. Focus this on Nicholson. So all the pictures have him in it. Mm-hmm. So, but FedEx they uh, they tried to to deliver that at night to a I had it sent to Jess's office, <laughs> you know, because I was really concerned after the last two times they screwed up 
here at the house. Um, and they all, <laughs> they tried to, to, to deliver it to her office at eight 30 at night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were closed. Yeah. A little bit. We closed. I tried, yeah, we closed. <laughs> I tried to stay a little longer cause it was on Monday and I, I normally work later on Monday nights than I do the rest of the week. But you know, I, it's just said, you know, that Monday by end of day, well, what is considered FedEx is end of day. Well, eight thirty nine so, apparently. Apparently yeah. so. <laughs> so, uh, the they they delivered it the next day mm-hmm. but not without prompting of hey check your truck again so i had just happened to be standing at the front counter of our office when i saw this person come in and this person handed me a box and uh i looked at it and i said hey this isn't even our address so the delivery person comes and looks at the box like what you know honey this isn't our address Oh, okay. Hang on. So she goes back out. She brings in another envelope for our office, which is correct. I was like, yeah, yeah, this is us. This is us. Good. She goes, oh, I I think I got two more things on the truck for y'all. I was like, okay. So does she not know that? Like, look, we literally have handhelds that tell them what to do. I, 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 even USPS has that. I understand every (laughs) part. Look, the first pot, like I said, the first box she brings in the office, it didn't have, it wasn't even like I could understand if it was our street address and maybe the street number was wrong. No, 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 no. This is, has nothing to do anywhere within the vicinity of where she was dropping this box off at. So, but go back to her coming back inside and she's bringing this huge flat envelope. I was like, there it is. I knew what it was coming in the office. Along with another box that Brock had delivered to my office. <laughs> Every day last week, apparently. Um, Hasbro Pulse is fulfilling all those pre-orders. And I'm just, I'm watching my bank account cry. Yeah. And, and Jess's, Jess's co-worker is going, again? Again? <laughs> <laughs> well, she hands me the packages. They are safely in my hand. But one thing that Brock requested about this delivery was that it had to have a signature. Do you think she asked me to sign for it? No. So no, I, I didn't, I didn't make bring it up because thankfully the person that is to be receiving of the package was the one that took the package, but the, the principle of it. Yeah. I'll, I'll the, the, whole, the, the whole thing of signing packages now is the same as like signing like receipts <laughs> or signing the back of your credit card. Like no one yeah. cares. They don't care. UPS cares. Yeah. UPS has always requested a signature when it's when they've delivered something from Sideshow, especially Sideshow. Well, UPS also pays their employees to care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this was a, a young lady, apparently, mm-hmm. who is this FedEx driver that does not have her bearings about her. So yes. I'm, I'm beginning to wonder if she's the one that screwed up those two orders at different two different addresses that were not ours, two different cities. That's what I told Brock. I said, if this is the person that is making these misdeliveries around town, I totally get it now. Yeah. I, I, I get it. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I did, and we'll wrap up the FedEx story. Yeah. Um, I, I did leave feedback <laughs> about this delivery in the FedEx app, gave them four out of five stars for actually delivering it <laughs> to the right place. But in the comments section, would you like to compliment your driver? And I said, no, but I would like to tell your driver please learn your delivery routes, your addresses, learn your neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. You're screwing a lot of stuff up. I was, I, I am normally not a 
vindictive person or somebody who leaves negative things, I always try to be positive, but FedEx I, is on my naughty list for Christmas this year, for sure. We have the hope that they take that comment and using as use it as a training tool. Yeah. For training purposes. I, I've even gone so far <laughs> as being on the phone with FedEx customer service during all this stuff and told them over the phone, you need to fire your drivers. You really need to fire the drivers after servicing in our area because they are terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I, so anyway, this we're going to release like last year around Halloween time, we released a video where we went to the Pickens County courthouse to show you the face in the window. <clears throat> I apologize for that. Um, we, we did a video last year. We did something last night. We're going to show you another video uh, before Halloween that we did uh, this weekend. And there's a FedEx sign hanging up in this establishment and <laughs> oh, it's like, Oh, we walk right past it and got to see it and comment on it. So <laughs> yep. FedEx until you get your act together, we're going to very leery of you right yeah. now. Very leery. Yeah. So yeah. I know y'all were used to us bashing on Walmart. And so now it's gone to FedEx and I'm <laughs> sorry. We try not to bash. I, I was, I was about to say we haven't bashed on Walmart in a while. No. They've been good. Yeah, they've actually Wal been doing yes. fairly decent. Yeah, Walmart. Walmart's been getting a thumbs up from us lately. Mm -hmm. Yeah, including today when we we stopped by Walmart after church today, and just like no issues. Yeah, except the, yeah. <laughs> so the the lady checking the receipts at the door because I had to buy air filters for the house, and so you know if you can't put it into a bag, they check your receipt. And so we're, I'm we're walking, you know, without coats or whatever. And the lady at the door, she's got on a hat. And mittens and everything else. I mean, it's like what sixty something yeah, degrees outside. It's wonderful. It felt great. And she's she's like she looked at us as so she's checking the receipt. She said, "Y'all aren't cold. Y'all aren't you're not wearing jackets or anything." We're like, "It's not no. not cold." This is the weather that I crave right here. Yeah. This but is was she was she eighty five years old? No, no, she was like, she... like close to our age. Yeah. But. Wow. I will say this. I'm going to give her the absolute benefit of the doubt because she is standing right in front of that door mm -hmm. all day. Yeah. So maybe there's some breezes blowing in. Maybe she doesn't eat enough green beans or something or <laughs> get enough iron in her blood. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but she was a sweetheart. Yeah. She was just like, where's your coats? Yeah. Like, She's a nice lady. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Walmart's been good lately. And uh, other than that, just like I said, I was just going to say, we've just been watching some horror movies here around the house lately. Now uh, we're going to get into the Halloween talk. Yeah, we're moved into that. Well, this is our transition into into the spooky season talk here. So uh, we have watched Bride of Frankenstein. We have watched <laughs> They Live, which Brock wasn't the best, wasn't a fan of, but, you know, it's cool. No, whatever. I, I enjoyed it. I yeah. enjoyed it. It's just. For, for all the Ghostbusters fans who have seen it and, mm. and for the people who haven't seen it, that the PKE meter from Ghostbusters shows up in this movie and they use it as a walkie talkie backwards. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense <laughs> to a Ghostbusters fan. Uh, it's funny though, to see it used like that. Mm -hmm. um, we've also watched uh, silver bullet and we've watched the birds. So we're, uh, we're, we're and trying to get better about our, our spooky season, our horror movie viewing for the season. So, and my kids had never, my kids oh, have yeah. never really watched a horror movie. And so when they were up here last weekend, they wanted to see a good one, but my kids don't like gore and things like that. So I'm not going to show them, you know, like a saw or anything, <laughs> but she's, my daughter's really into, into psychology. And so she's like, what's going to be a good psychological thriller for me. And I said, Oh, there's hands down psycho. Mm -hmm. And so 
it was in 1960. If you haven't seen it, I don't know the premise. Sorry, I'm about to spoil it. Um, she figured out Norman Bates, like within the mm -hmm. first 20 minutes of him being on screen. I mean, nailed that. Oh, he did. Did he? Did he stuff his mother? Did he? Does he? Does he dress up as his mother? Does he <laughs> think is his? And I'm like, okay, as straight face, didn't say anything. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, she pegged it right off the bat. I, I will say, you know, we used to make fun of it. We mentioned this a little bit earlier, but we used to make fun of this movie um because it, it was it was really huge when it came out um and it was such a low budget but the blair witch project that's another gorgeous one there's another gorgeous one that uh, you know especially folks that are younger generation that didn't experience that when it came out mm -hmm. that, that's a legitimately scary movie yeah. <laughs> scare the, the dickens out of you <laughs> yeah yeah just for language reasons i'm gonna give my son a few years on that yeah <laughs> because they love that f word in that movie um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Yeah. I think probably when my daughter uh, goes to college, I'm sit her down next October. Maybe and that, that's another one that too, that plays on the psychological part. Big time. Yeah. Big time. Oh, yeah. oh th there's another really good one that you could uh, show them. It's a movie called it follows. It follows. Okay. Right. Y'all have to look into that. It's like the whole, whole premise of the movie is it's, it's goreless. The whole premise of the movie is um, there is um, a creature that um it, it relentlessly follows you mm. um and it, it it it's fairly innocent until it gets close and it's crazy and 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 it's it's intense and okay. I, I can't tell you much about the movie without spoiling it but it's it's uh yeah it's it's definitely definitely something you'd want to watch i think okay. this time of year yeah it's huge uh, okay it, it's called it follows okay We'll keep that in mind. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're doing a, a, a rewatch of a lot of old, old movies, especially mm -hmm. Hitchcock. Yeah. I was Bride of Frankenstein that you brought up really threw me for a loop. <laughs> it did. He was a little, he was a little was surprised sad. how the movie played out. Because she's say. such an iconic character. Mm -hmm. She's on screen for like five minutes and then she's done. Mm -hmm. That's it. It's like, mm -hmm. what? I wanted more of her. And there's <laughs> yeah. no other movie with her. No, that's it. Now, that breaks my heart. Yeah. She was awesome. Yeah. Has We're she seen Poltergeist yet? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. No, she not has yet. not. It's goreless. But it's, it's, oh, it's, no. Well, <laughs> well, scare yeah. you. Oh, not, man. not when the dude goes to the bathroom. No, it's not. What? It goes, Dad, why, why, is the, why is the TV making that weird yeah. Funny thing pattern, oh, yeah. yeah. Like the uh, statics, like <laughs> she doesn't know that. <laughs> no, what what what'll happen is she'll hear the name Carol Ann. Don't look into the light, Carol Ann, and she'll be like, "Isn't that your first fiance?" Oh, <laughs> <laughs> my first fiance's name was Carol Ann. <laughs> well, as we talked, we talked about last year around this time about you know scary movies and and that are filmed in Alabama. Um, we named off a couple of them and. In my research, apparently the Mobile and Fairhope area has become like little Hollywood when it comes to uh, shooting horror movies. And there is another one that is about to film in that area. It's another Stephen King movie. Hope it's better than Silver Bullet. Well, you know, and Silver Bullet was also your 80s Stephen King movie, too, as well. St still good movie. Without, but without spoiling Silver Bullet really quickly. You you see the werewolf at the very beginning of the movie. <laughs> you find out who the werewolf is halfway through the movie. 
and the title of the movie tells you how they're going to kill the werewolf. It's so non-suspenseful. Yeah, he was just kind of disappointed in the lack of suspense that that came with it. Yeah, I started playing Monopoly on my phone during the movie. After after I learned who the werewolf was, I was like, okay. I mean, you guys know that that Final Destination, part of that was Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. Alabama. Yeah, 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 exactly. Filmed in the same area, too. Mm -hmm. Um, But there there is news out that there will be a new movie, a new Stephen King movie filmed in the uh, Fairhope Mobile area. Uh, this one is going to be called Life of Chuck. Uh, it's, it's, got, it's probably going to release sometime next year, according to this. Uh, so the story pulled from King's collection, If It Bleeds, tells the backward biography of the titular character, beginning with his death from cancer and ending with his childhood spent living in a supposed haunted house. Uh, two actors that are apparently Ooh. tied to this currently are Tom Hiddleston and Mark Hamill. Mm. Oh so, my gosh. Kevin's going to take a field trip. Hollywood comes to Alabama once again. So good for us. <laughs> Loki and yeah, Luke. Man, I, I, I would love to Loki. meet Tom Hiddleston. Oh, what? yes. He's supposedly a <laughs> sweetheart in real life. I would love to meet that man. Yeah. <laughs> so you got Loki and Luke in Lower Alabama. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, yeah. Well, cool. Cool. Have you guys watched any good horror movies before we get into the dad jokes? And I did want to mention one. Can I mention one real quick? Yeah. Um, do you guys have a um uh, Shutter subscription? Anybody? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Have you watched the Puppet Man yet? Not yet. Just came out on Shutter. That's one right. of releases this year. I was actually going in expecting it to be like kind of a like a you know B flick. It's actually got really good production value and it's got a good story, which okay. is pretty rare for Shutter. <laughs> yeah, it it's is. It's good. It's called it's the good. Puppet Man. Yeah, because I mean, I was I was I was literally playing a video game on one monitor and had it run on the other, and by mm-hmm. the time it got going, I stopped playing the game and watched it, which Ooh. should tell you everything you need. It's like it, it hooked me and pulled me in. Um, it actually has a reasonably original story. I mean, it pulls from everything else. I mean, there's really nothing original anymore, you know, right? Um, yeah. with stuff like that. But um, it it's good. I, I would definitely recommend it if you see it on Shutter. Watch it's called The Puppet Man. All right. Well, we got. Well, once I finish writing papers this week, we've got an assignment. Okay. So gotcha. you're you're talking like horror movies and stuff in Mobile. There was a movie come out about ten years ago called Oculus. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, Karen Gillan. I haven't watched yes. it, but I, yeah. I, but I want to watch it. But I know it's filmed in Fairhope and Mobile. That was another one. That yeah, I saw of. I saw that on my list as well too. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, anything else with that? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, Jess, you got you're, you're done. I, I'm done with the uh, the movie talk. Yes. Well, if you're done with the movie talk, you got to talk about something else. And oh, that's right, I do. You yeah. know what that is. It's yeah. time for the Bama Geek Southern Words and Phrases. Hi there y'all. she is. Hi there. All right. So for episode 66, uh, the Southern word that I have selected for this episode is hankering. Yeah. <laughs> Not hankering. We don't use the G. It's <laughs> hankering. Hankering. Is it spelled so, with a G? <laughs> no, it is not. I didn't it think so. <laughs> no, that's what I said. I'm not trying to say hankering. I'm saying hankering. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just want to get some clarification. Go ahead. <laughs> um, 
so what is it what does hankering hankering mean well uh this means that you are usually craving something either food or you know a, a, something that is just, just a deep craving within your soul uh i would like to use this in a sentence by saying that man i've really got a hankering for some Golden Eagle pecan pies. Ooh, <laughs> and, yeah, for, and unfortunately, we are out. We're, we'll get another box ordered. Actually, I, they did post something about Piggly Wiggly's starting to pick them up. Yep. Yeah. Oh no! Did you did you guys see that they actually posted where you they they said here this is the code that they have to put in to order it. They like yep. actually put that on yeah. their social media. <laughs> <laughs> Go tell them to order this, please. <laughs> yep. Yeah. The, yep. Yeah, we we ran out, and I was really nice last weekend when the kids were here. We had four left, and they got to experience mm -hmm. it. And thumbs up from the kiddos. Yeah, nice. got their seal of approval. Yeah, hankering. Mm -hmm. Southern. I love. I, I love that. Jess, I love that you were trying your darndest to sound. You know, clean your voice up. Is sound. Get rid of your drawl, and then you just kept mispronouncing it. <laughs> hankering. 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 Darling, I have we, a hankering. We have established many times in this podcast, I, I can't speak properly from time to time. Okay. We, all, we all have words that we mess up. I'm hankering to well, speak better. Well, hey, are you guys hankering for a dad joke? <laughs> Heck yes. Yeah. Look at, look at. Oh, man. We got to oh, I got one. Look. When we did our Patreon segment, by the way, you guys should definitely do that because every time uh, we get into a whole dad joke spiel, um, uh, today was one of those days and we have a whole list of Halloween dad jokes. And I'm going to continue doing those until we're past Halloween. So it's probably the last episode that you guys get some Halloween dad jokes. But i got a good one for you today. And this is one that I think that our uh, our, our fellow uh, um, band nerds is gonna, are going to appreciate. Yeah. You guys ready for this one? Go ahead, man. What is a skeleton's favorite instrument? Hmm. The trombone. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. That's good. That's good. Yes. Fantastic. Do you have any more you want to throw for since it's the Halloween episode? I mean, if you want to do the Patreon ones, it's up to Why? You, All right, here we go. Why did the ghost cross the road? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He wanted to return from the other side. Woo <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh. Uh, let's see. Um, yes, we'll do one more. Let me find. Let me find my favorite pumpkin one. This is the one that we cracked up at, guys. Um, we're going to give you a Patreon exclusive. You oh, guys ready for this one? Yeah. How do pumpkins quit smoking? They use a pumpkin patch. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping. <laughs> After you said that in the Patreon, I was hoping I'm like, oh come on, there's got to be a punchline with a Nicoween patch. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's bad. Well, thank you. I'm a, yeah. I'm a dad. What do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, very good. Thank you guys so much for that. That's always a whole bunch of fun. So the star of the show. Yeah, the star. The star of this episode, our really, really good friend, Michael Nix, who is an expert on Alabama ghost stories. He has appeared on your local Birmingham and Tuscaloosa television stations doing some of these stories. So we have a star with us. Uh, a hate star. That's right. <laughs> so we are going to give him the honors and the controls of the show. He's going to show you some pictures and other good stuff. So whenever you're ready, we can add in your slideshow to the uh, to the stream here. Are you ready, sir? I am. Are you controlling that? There we go. Okay. Hey. All right. Sit back and enjoy. Nixie is going to run the rest of the show and we're just, we are, we are passengers in his car screaming for our lives. Yes. <laughs> Much nobody like last ever, night. Oh, yeah, nobody would ever do that because whatever they're saying about my driving is complete and utter hogwash. Yeah, it was much like last night. Uh, oh, we, we didn't tell what we did last night. No, did we? we didn't. Oh, if you remember, and this, this kind of, this, this is part of your presentation, maybe at least from last year. Last year, uh, Nixie told you about the Homewood Public Library. Mm -hmm. uh, he gave you that great uh, story. So go back and find last year's Halloween episode. You can find uh, the clips on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Bama Geeks. They're in their own playlist. And we'll be adding this year's stories to that playlist as well. But we went on a paranormal investigation last night with mm -hmm. Scare of Alabama. Mm -hmm at the Homewood public library. And we had an absolute blast. It was a lot of fun. Um, we're going to save you the details for, for whatever happened during that, uh, that ghost hunt. Um, we'll, we'll save you those for, we're going to put out a video of that as well, but, uh, it was really cool. A lot of people showed up, uh, and it was a fundraiser for the Homewood public library. And, uh, we got to hear some really spooky things mm -hmm. in there yeah. at night we did so make sure you look for that video we'll put it up on our youtube channel and all our other social media channels um which we will plug all those at the end of the presentation so nixie this is all you my man all right well good deal well thanks for having me again so why do these guys call me you know, now for a second year as an expert on all these stories well Maybe it's because the only thing my mother could get me to read as a child was ghost stories. <laughs> I, I read probably one of the biggest treasures of Alabama literature, and that was 13 Alabama Ghosts and Jeffrey mm -hmm. in like fourth grade. And I've probably read it cover to cover at least twice in fourth grade. So she was just ecstatic to get me to read. Um, <laughs> but since then, uh, the stories I like to tell is I did because I love ghost stories and I worked in an industry where I was able to try to freak people out a little bit. Cause maybe that's the other thing about telling ghost stories is you want to get a reaction out of somebody and, and driving. Usually, exactly. Mm -hmm. And, and they're usually pretty, they can be pretty funny sometimes. So I will say this though, uh, whether I believe in ghosts or not, I report you decide. So you can try to figure out whether I really believe in ghosts or not. Uh, good luck coming to a firm conclusion. And I will also add this, too, because of some comments that was made last year. Anywhere in any of the stories that I tell, and maybe it's because I give more credit than I should to humanity, but please remember, if any of these places are on private property, 
please don't just hop out and go do your own investigation. Please. <laughs> you probably aren't going to be welcome. It's almost as if you see a house for sale and you go try to bust in the back door to just look at the kitchen really quick because you're really interested. It's probably and, not. And, and, and if you do, make sure you tell them Nixie said it was okay. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Just mm-hmm. just remember, we live in Alabama. And if you would like to join the afterlife of which you're seeking, <laughs> jump onto somebody's private property. <laughs> exactly. So, the good news is some of my stories this year are actually public locations, but you know, we'll see. So use good judgment, use common sense. Of course. All right. So let's jump into it. So first story this year is going to be down in Andalusia, Alabama, South Alabama, Covington County and the old jail. Uh, Brock Parker spent a little bit of time there. Uh, oh, you know, I want you guys to know that. Even uh-huh. though the jail closed in 1970, but his mother had gotten fed up with him and was like, I'll show you and just threw him in there for a night. <laughs> um, she, she probably haunts the place now. <laughs> but uh, so the jail was built sometime around 1900. That's when it was start, uh, when it was put into use. It was in use for 70 years up until 1970 when it was closed and it was moved somewhere else in Andalusia, of course. Um, but it was added on, about 19 years later, 1989, it was added to the National Register of Register of Historical Places in the United States. So it still stands. I don't know if the fence is still around it that you see in this picture. I think maybe they've done a little bit of work, but I, I'm not 100 percent sure of that. Um, but with any building like this, you know, uh, people who. Who like a good ghost story and just with buildings that you might see around that you're going to say hmm, that just looks creepy is going to breed some kind of ghost story uh, naturally. Nothing was really ever said about Covington County Jail while it was in use in terms of uh, the amount of hauntedness or how haunted it might actually be. And back in those days, most of the county jails, um, if not throughout the country, at least in some places in the South, were still executing their own prisoners after trials. Mm -hmm. Um, In Covington County, I did not read that specifically, but I assume more than likely, they did. Um, but way after it had been a jail, 2009, there, there were two investigations that I'm aware of that have been at least documented. One was in 2009, uh, where some folks go into the jail to do an investigation. Paranormal researchers do an investigation. And just so happens they're with a police officer from either Andalusia or Cumming County Sheriff's Department. I'm not sure which. And they were just part of the investigation. They weren't there in really an official capacity other than they might have had to be the person to let them in the building. But they were there to be part of it, too. Um, And they go around doing the different things that the researchers will do, trying to get some kind of reaction out of whatever spirit may be in the building. And they don't really get much uh, in person until they go back and listen to some audio recordings. And at some point, one of the researchers uh, just asks out in the blue, are you upset that a police officer is here? And they don't hear anything. Then they go back and listen to the audio recording and they hear, yep, as an answer mm-hmm. to that question. Hmm. So that happened. Um, coincidentally, and that's about the only really good part of this, but coincidentally, uh, sometime, I would presume this was in the early 1950s, Hank Williams Sr. spent the night there one night uh, because he was drunk and disorderly. But what led... Yeah, but what led to him being arrested was he had Hank Jr. with him. Oh. who was a very small child, probably almost infant age, in the car while he was in a club in Andalusia performing. Mm. Somebody found Hank Jr. in the car, called the police, figured out who the dad was. Hank Sr., of course, was drunk, disorderly, took him to jail, 
Bill Hank Jr. for the night to protect custody. Of course, it was all okay by the next day. I'm sure Hank Sr. had to pay a fine, whatever. But Hank Sr. did spend the night in Cummins County Jail at least once. That's nuts. Hey, (laughs) not surprising to hear that. (laughs) But related, Redmond Hotel in Birmingham. I was going to say, yeah, this is a good tie-in. Yeah, if you're familiar with Birmingham, you've heard of Redmond Hotel, and you've probably heard a few stories there. But why is it related to Covington County Jail in Andalusia? Is because the last night of Hank Williams Sr.'s life mm-hmm. was spent at the Redmond Hotel before he left for his trip to Virginia or West Virginia, wherever it was that he ultimately died in the backseat of a car, at mm-hmm. least on the way there. Right. Before right. he left for that trip, he stayed at Redmond Hotel. Mm-hmm. I didn't built know that. In, built in 1925. I didn't know that until earlier today. It was built oh. in 1925, and a lot of people say that one of the hauntings that goes on at Redmond Hotel is Hank Sr. Um, okay. I didn't know that either. I had heard it, it it was supposedly haunted, but I didn't know by who specifically and was pretty surprised by that. So his ghost walked back. Apparently, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he didn't make it to his highway. final location. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. But guests have reported, a, among other things, a small dog roaming the hallways, oh. uh, furniture or bags being moved around, and doors opening and closing. Mm-hmm. Is so that, that is, is that is the hotel still in operation? Yes, it's actually one of the more uh, affluent hotels in downtown. Okay. Birmingham. Yeah, it's one of the nice ones. It's a Hyatt, I believe now. Uh, do, do we know what room he was in? I'm not sure. I'm sure I somebody knows. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I think we might need a field trip one night. Dude, I yeah. want to go stay there and pet the ghost puppy. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yep. That is Redmond Hotel. And it was renovated. I forget. Go back to my notes. Because I thought there for a time it was pushing being derelict, but it's there, it, yeah, there I don't was think a, it was. Yeah, there was some talk too. Yeah, at yeah. one time that I think that it was looking at shutting down, but what is yeah. the ho- What's That's just hotel? downtown Birmingham. It's fine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. What is the hotel near um near Little Five Points? Uh that's well, right now it's at Indigo, Hotel Indigo. Yeah. But it's been a couple of things. You're talking about the one in Southside, close to the right before you like right in the fountain area, correct? Yeah, yeah, because my uh my ex-wife and I stayed there one night. Um we had to bring my son up for a doctor's appointment and we stayed we wound up staying there. That's a neat little hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think you're at the Hotel Indigo, but it was something else yeah. before that. It, it's been saying. quite a few different things. Yeah. It's and, an interesting hotel. It's like very mm-hmm. tiny hallways to get through. Yeah. It looks like it, it looks like something that would be haunted. I stayed at the Redmont one night years, years, years ago. Um, we were had some friends in town. Uh, there was a concert going on and uh, just happened to, you know, and just the effort, just being there and staying with everybody that had come into town for the concert. I mm-hmm. did spend the night out there one time. It's a beautiful hotel. I have to check that out one night. Mm-hmm. And not that far from there. I didn't put it in this presentation, but not far from there, of course, is the Tuttweiler, mm-hmm. which is also about as haunted, supposedly, as the Redmont. Yeah. Cool. All right. So kind of a new one on me. I don't think I've ever heard of this one, but the Boyington Oak in Mobile. So, oh, okay. Yeah. As the story, and that's the boy, yeah, the Boyington, Boyington Oak. There Boyington. you go. Say it three times fast. Oh, good <laughs> Lord. I had, this, I had this rehearsed before because I knew I was going to screw it up. Um, <laughs> so that's the actual tree that you see. 
Uh, and the story begins in 1833. It's a Southern live oak, if you need to be specific. Uh, but Connecticut native Charles Boyington rented a room at a local boarding house with a guy named Nathaniel Frost. I'm not sure if he was from Connecticut too or not. Uh, who was later found stabbed to death in a nearby graveyard. Mm. Uh, Boyington was supposedly the last person to see Frost, and Frost allegedly owed Boyington money, which led to uh, mm. the uh, working out the motive for murder, at least in the eyes of police. So they assumed Boyington was the one who committed the murder, and mm. he was arrested and then executed by hanging, but maintained his innocence. And Boyington allegedly... Uh, Sorry, I think my notes sort of ran together. So Boyington uh, allegedly went to uh, be hanged. Of course, he was maintaining his innocence, but said that that a uh, oak tree would grow uh, out of his heart and on top of his grave, and that would prove his innocence. Whoa! And <laughs> as the legend as the legend goes, um, the tree grew because that tree is in a cemetery. It's hard to tell, and I. I couldn't find it. There's another picture of him. Let me skip ahead because I got one more, slightly more modern picture. Um, it's hard to tell that it's around a cemetery if it is, unless he was just buried there on the spot wherever he was hanged mm-hmm. yeah, or it looks executed. Like a, it's like a building behind it now. Yeah, I think that's across the street from the other picture I had. Okay. Um, I think at least. And yeah, so that's where his grave is, and the tree still stands. And that tree is pretty much pretty well. 200 years old so he's so, under that tree allegedly yeah that's a legend huh? oh wow yeah, that's the legend and the uh the reason people think uh the area is haunted is some people claim they hear crying or whispering from right around the oak and it's it fuels the ideas that the story boynton is still seeking vindication hmm. okay. is that the tree they found the mobile leprechaun in <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was a that was incredible. I never got to dig that tree up. So <laughs> I, know he, I know that guy tried to get a backhoe in there. <laughs> he wants the gold. <laughs> he wants got, vindication. He got Where'd hold the wrong stuff. Crackhead got hold the wrong stuff. I'm currently looking at Google Maps on here at the Boynton Oak, and it's like across the street from a a uh, a church, and looks like a like it's mm-hmm. right near a graveyard. Yeah. Coincidentally, there's a FedEx truck in the shot, so you know, oh, that real, real. <laughs> oh, man. oh man. Oh FedEx <laughs> driving man. us crazy right into our graves. <laughs> and you can and you can look it up on Google Maps, type in Boynton Oak, and it brings you you can do a street view of it. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, next up, University of Montevallo's main hall. Ooh. <laughs> Some of you have potentially heard of this one. As of course, any university campus has got a ghost story or two. This one's oh, pretty. Time. This one's pretty bad. Um, this was at the time, I believe, a girls' dorm, and a young lady named Condi Cunningham came to school there. Back then, it was known as the Alabama Girls Industrial School. I'm not sure when they changed the name to University of Alabama. Mm-hmm. This was in 1908, February 4th, 1908, specifically. Uh, she was making hot chocolate over a sterno heater, and somehow. During the process, the heater was knocked over and her gown caught fire. And she no. ran screaming down the hallway outside instead of stop dropping and rolling. She just kept running, which intensified the fire. Mm-hmm. And it just made everything worse. And then she collapsed mm-hmm. at the end of the hallway that she was running down. 
Aren't you thankful for your Keurig now, Jess? I am. Yeah. And <laughs> she later died on February 6th and is actually buried in Birmingham in Elmwood Cemetery. Okay. Um, but she's been, the legend goes, uh, she's been known to come into the shower, uh, the girl shower and scream at the top of her lungs, uh, just randomly. Mm -hmm. uh, students will feel wind when windows are closed and she will run down hall screaming as if she's still on fire. Mm -hmm. uh, windows will apparently open and close on their own. And people will sometimes hear a voice say, help me. Uh, also, students would not stay in the dorm uh, and have repeated they could see likenesses in the room's door, like in the grain of the wood. Uh, and one of which had been removed and was in storage uh, from the story that I read. Uh, the person who wrote about it is actually Dr. Alan Brown. I'll show you an image of his book here shortly, who is one of the guys yeah. I dealt with in the past. Mm -hmm. uh, with some of my stories, um, had actually seen the door. They had pulled the door off. I don't know how long ago uh, the door came off that room, uh, but they had put it in storage. He was able to see it. And he said, eh, you've got to use your imagination a little bit, but maybe it's there and, you know, you never know. Maybe it was there for somebody else. <laughs> um, I actually knew somebody who stayed in that dorm who told me that story one time. I actually had been in that dorm one time. Um, pretty freaky. Yeah. Hmm. Well, you know, Moaning Myrtle from Harry Potter ain't got nothing on her. Yeah, dude, I was thinking the same thing. We've got our own version of Moaning Myrtle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I need to. Yep. I need, one of my really Don't. good friends from that I graduated with, her daughter is currently at Montevallo. I need to see if she's heard the legend and gone in there. Yeah, didn't um didn't they remove the door um or something about there's there's something I heard about the door itself like. Yeah, I'm not sure which version of the door. I don't know how many doors they go through. Right. Um, but they did pull one down, and it was in storage. Definitely. Oh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Okay, yeah. 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 yeah, and that's just basically the faculty just got tired of people complaining about it. So they just took the door Probably, off. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They took it off, replaced it. It's like, here. So, right. I don't know why they just didn't paint over it. Yeah. But who knows? Face would have shown up throughout the paint. Through the Possibly. paint. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's kind of like and, the, they, keep, they keep trying to redo the window. Over in um, in Carrollton at the, mm -hmm. the courthouse, yeah, and his face kept showing up, according yeah. to legend. Yeah. Well, keep in mind now, University of Montevallo is kind of like a it's an artsy college, so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know it, it wouldn't be too much of a stretch to have some student who really wants to cause a scene potentially put a face or something back on the door. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's possible, very possible. <laughs> this is why I report and you decide. <laughs> all right next up is the highway five ghost and i should clarify this is the alabama highway five ghost. <laughs> and yeah maybe it happened maybe it didn't because who knows in what county what state what country you may have heard of a very similar story in but as the legend goes this was around lynn alabama which is in winston county this is between the Town of Natural Bridge, that's in Winston County, very near, very near Franklin County, so Northwest Alabama, and Jasper, Alabama. Uh, but the story goes: the teenage girl was returning home from prom with her boyfriend, and they got into an argument. She got out of the vehicle along the highway to walk the rest of the way home, and when she didn't arrive home, she was found in a ditch the next morning, having been hit apparently by a large truck. Hmm. And what brings the ghost story into this is. If an 18-wheeler travels down Highway 5 on a rainy night, uh, she will climb 
on the side of the truck and peek inside to see if the driver is the one that killed her. Okay. I have heard that. Yeah. And apparently this could happen, not necessarily at Lynn, uh, but anywhere between Natural Bridge and Jasper. But I think the story is more focused at Lynn. Okay. And maybe that's where, if anybody has really seen this, that's where they're seeing it at. Now, I did say where somebody had said their father or something had gotten the habit of not driving Highway 5 anymore because they were a truck driver and would go other routes because they did see it. And they were spooked enough that they would go out of their way not to drive through Lynn, at least on Highway 5. So I will tell you, having lived off of Highway 5 for a portion of my life, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, the uh, you know day cab drivers like um uh, uh folks that deliver you know, like uh log truck drivers and stuff mm-hmm. they don't care they still drive that road they don't <laughs> care it's just whatever they can do to get there the fastest so yeah yep. uh, although yeah. i am curious if the ghost is there i wonder if you could sneak by it with like one of those tesla semis <laughs> 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 like it's real quiet you know you maybe you can sneak by her <laughs> she probably she pops up and she's like, man, that's real nice on the inside. Good job, man. <laughs> it's very possible. <laughs> All right. That's our Highway 5 ghost. Whoops. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait a minute. Sorry, I forgot. There was a second oh, slide. So that's, that's supposed cute. to be the track oh, uh, saying yeah. no riders to the ghost. <laughs> oh, I love there. it. Porky and Pig for our audio there. listeners. Yeah. That's great. Cartoon Jeepers Creepers for uh, reference. (laughs) All right. The Lyric Theater. The Lyric. Beautiful place. So for those of you who are real familiar with the Lyric, you know that this was derelict for a very long time in downtown Birmingham. Very long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was built. It it was opened. I don't know when they started building it, but it was opened in 1914. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize it was open as long as it was, but it closed in 1980. So it was around for a long time where theaters are concerned, especially as bad a shape as this one was when they finally started working on it. Yeah. Uh, and it was reopened. It had been remodeled for several years. I don't, I don't remember what year they started, but they finally finished and reopened it in 2016. Mm-hmm. So in 2011, some paranormal investigators stayed overnight in the Lyric. And on the fourth floor, someone was touched on the shoulder by an unseen hand. Nobody had any idea who caused that. And footsteps can be heard on the stairs between the first level and the first floor balcony. Mm-hmm. And that was about it. There aren't very many stories about the lyric where it's like really, really haunted, supposedly. Yeah. And that's really all that has been conjured up since that I could find. Much like the Alabama theater too, with the legend of, you know, hearing the ghost stories, you know, from that theater too, probably very similar to what they've experienced at the lyric. Yeah. They're, Right. We probably have the ghost crossing the street. I mean, it's right, right yeah. there. Yeah, next to each yeah, other. they're just going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You Very take this likely. building tonight. Well, I'll take the lyric. <laughs> well, at least the ghost doesn't have to deal with the parking around there. That's yes. true. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, my text is covered up again. I don't know why it did that. That is supposed to be a P that is covered up. Piggies is Piggies's ghost. And I am presuming it is pronounced piggies because there is a creek near the area I live in that is pronounced piggies. And that's how I've always pronounced it. So <laughs> I'm assuming it is the same. Piggies is ghost. Okay. We're not talking about called. 10 little piggies. We're... That's right. P E G U E S. Yeah. P E G U E S. Yeah. Um, and this is in Cahaba, Alabama. 
So the uh, first state capital of Alabama at, when it became a state, not just a territory, but the very first state state mm-hmm. capital uh, was at Cahaba. And it was a reasonably affluent area for at least a reasonable amount of time. The capital was only there for a brief period um, up until, let's see, from about 18, yeah, 1819 at statehood. Right after statehood is when they started building it. Uh, until 1826 when it was moved to Tuscaloosa because of flooding. I don't know just how bad the flooding really was or if people in the state were just looking for an excuse to move the capital to Tuscaloosa. Um, but it was moved later in 1826. And a lot of, you know, it almost got, it was almost deserted, but there were still plantations around uh, Cahaba. There were still quite a few residents around, uh, especially pre-Civil War. And this was, there, and this occurred during the Civil War. So Piggies was a person, Colonel C.C. Piggies, mm-hmm. uh, who was uh, a Confederate colonel, um, had a plantation there, had a garden that had a maze in it. And the legends, there are two of these. Uh, the one that has been um, spoken about more often is the one I'll go over first. Legends are that the orb, as you see, there's a ball of light just inside those reeds. Mm-hmm. Uh, appeared. Let make sure I'm saying that's right. Appeared within about two weeks before uh, Colonel Piggies was killed at a battle in Virginia. It was seen by a Confederate uh, soldier who was there, I believe, at a party that was being held at that house uh, with his sweetheart, who had gone out to the garden to go through the maze, and they saw the orb of light. And the soldier tried to, it was pretty close to him as the story goes. And the soldier tried to jump and grab the orb of light and never could. It kept moving around. Um, and nobody could ever really explain what caused that. The other legend's basically the same thing, but that Piggies was already dead. And this was his ghost. There's two different legends that go along with this. Hmm. Um, but that is the story of that. That house, of course, is long gone as most everything else in. Cahaba, except for a few yeah. things. Yeah. Now, yeah, largely, it goes down. Yeah, the, the the bad part about where they settled it, and from my understanding, the reason that that didn't stick around the way it was, was because they settled it right in an area that is very, very prone to flooding. Mm-hmm. Like, very prone. So, yep. you know, no, no settlement was ever going to last very long. As a matter of fact, if you go there now, there after a major rain, there's a good chance you're going to go there and it's going to be all underwater. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Hmm. It actually uh, is at the corner of where the Alabama River crosses uh, through, but the Cahaba River empties. So it's at that confluence. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, of course, like Kevin was saying, it's kind of a low-lying area, too. So it, the likelihood mm-hmm. of it flooding is pretty good. There was yeah. actually a prison there uh, at one time, too. It was a, a prison during the Civil War holding Union soldiers who were prisoners of war. And there are stories about them not being totally flooded out, but that the uh, prison, at least the floor of it, would flood out occasionally. They'd be walking through water, having to tread water inside the jail. And it was, that was actually very close to the edge of the Alabama River where it was Mm. located. Okay. Want to go to dinner with a ghost? Mm. Well, you can. Because Gaines Ridge Dinner Club is actually in business. Oh, cool. Every (laughs) Thursday through Saturday from 5.30 to 9 p.m. (laughs) <laughs> it is actually evidently a really good restaurant. Uh, being in the area that it's in, it's very uh, 
pretty rural area. Camden is not very large. It's in Wilcox County, southwest Alabama, the northern edge of southwest Alabama. This is below Selma. Um, but is a really good restaurant. It has been uh, in existence since at least the 1820s. It's been in use ever since as something, as a house, and it became a restaurant in 1985. Mm-hmm. And evidently, no real ghost stories come out of this place until it became a restaurant. So people who know of the ghost stories just immediately think, oh, well, it must have gained more interest with the ghost when it became a restaurant. I guess they're hungry. Who knows? Um, <laughs> or maybe the ghost is hungry. <laughs> right. Um, but a woman has been seen as the story goes, a woman has been seen floating, uh, past windows and heard screaming, uh, baby's cry has been heard when no children are present and the aroma of pipe smoke has been smelled just at oh. random times. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, but it is very much open. I think they like to talk about the story too. seems like I watched something several years ago where there was an interview with people who worked at the place or who owned it at the time who they played it up and they may have even had like a mystery dinner occasionally too. Uh, that's probably back in the 1990s. I would assume they still do something similar because there's, I mean, you can Google it and find stuff all over mm-hmm. the place about it, but their food is supposedly really top notch. It's probably a really good place to try out. If you have a reason to go to Camden, Alabama on yeah, that... Thursday through Saturday between five 30 and 9 p.m. <laughs> that might be the one reason oh. to go. Yeah. It's a little they, bit they... exclusive, but yeah, it might be worth the drive. That, that I mean, one would be a really good one to review bomb. And be like doing reviews as ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> the best place in the state to smoke your tobacco. That's right. <laughs> Cannot sleep due to the patrons. Two stars. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so we're going to dial back to last year just because yeah. I thought I was going to run short on what I had. And I thought I was going to probably talk faster than maybe what I did. But I thought I might needed uh, a two more stories just to flesh this out a little bit to make it worth everybody's while. This story is pretty popular with those who know the ghost stories in Alabama. Cause this is in 13 Alabama ghosts and Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. And it's the dancing ghost of Grant Sir Harrison. Right. So Grant Sir Harrison lived uh, pre civil war. If I'm not mistaken, up until maybe 1830s or forties and correct me, Brock, was it coffee County? Kinston. Yeah. Uh, Kinston's in uh, Geneva County. Geneva. Okay. I knew it was close. Okay. Uh, well, Geneva. you know what? Let me verify this. This is, and it's sad that I have to verify this. I have a cousin who lives in Kinston. <laughs> so, Thanks a lot. That's why I was leaning on you. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it, yeah. It is Geneva? No, it's Coffee County. Oh, it's Coffee. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's coffee so County. it's, 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 it's got to be just over the edge. Yeah. yeah it's it's on the close. other side of Samson. Right. Yeah. I was thinking it was really close. I was just getting yeah. rid of if it was Coffee or Covington County. I'm, I was getting those mixed up. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kinston is just a stone's throw away from where I grew up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm disappointed in you and James Pan. <laughs> <laughs> to be to be fair, I have not lived in Geneva County in in 30 years. <laughs> oh golly, it's been that long. Yeah, it has. It has. Oh, have you taken your Geritol today? Yes, <laughs> actually, and several other medications. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Grant Sir Harrison was a plantation owner and he loved to dance. He liked to entertain. He had near his plantation, he actually had a dance hall built and there were regular uh, events held there where he was the one calling the square dances. I guess it was uh, playing his fiddle. Do-si-do. Yeah. 
And upon his death, uh, before his death, he planned a, pretty well in advance uh, for his death. Had a lot of, the, I think, all the bricks were brought in from either Mobile or New Orleans or somewhere like that. I forget where, or Pensacola. I forget which. Somewhere near the coast where everything was brought in. Uh, he had slaves who built the tomb, which you can kind of see there through uh, the covered, uh, the cover there, which no longer exists. We'll get into another picture in just a moment. Um, but it was a covered grave, and he wanted to be buried on his feather bed with his dancing shoes on and in his finest suit. And they held to this. He was buried on his bed in his suit. Um, and not long after he died, the uh, partying sort of uh, fizzled out because he wasn't there and it wasn't as much fun anymore. But not long after they stopped having things at the uh, at the old dance hall that he had near his home, people started to hear at night uh, dances being called and uh, the sound of fiddle music, violin music being played as if there was a party going on. Um, so in, I don't know if people still hear it. I think every so often there may be a report that, uh, they hear, uh, the music being played. Um, but there's no telling. I believe the cemetery might be on private property. I can't remember. So if you were to go to the cemetery, just be careful. If you see no trespassing signs again, do not cross into <laughs> no trespassing territory because they are probably very particular about this grave as it has been vandalized many times over the years. The latest being in 2010. Why would they vandalize it? Do they think that the devil's golden fiddle's in it or something? I don't know. Poor Grantzer's <laughs> bones. I think the last time it was vandalized, it was blown up with dynamite. Oh, wow. it was it was like legit blown up. There are pictures on Google. I didn't use them, but you could tell there were bricks all over the place. That um, does not surprise me. Yeah, and it's probably exactly <laughs> what Kevin said. Somebody probably thought there was gold up there, money or something. <laughs> Why, after almost 200 years, you would think there's still anything in there after it had been vandalized more than once. And I'm sure the locals knew that, too. Who knows? Probably some dumb kids. Blowing anyway, up his boogie shoes. Anyway, and of course, there's probably not much <laughs> left of him anyway in there. Uh, but because of that, they do. Uh, people who live near there do keep a very close eye on this. Of course, the uh, covered um, contraption that was over the grave is long gone because that picture uh, earlier was from probably the 1930s, mm -hmm. if not before that. I need to message my cousin and find out how close he lives to this because Kinston's not a big area. Yeah. He's probably pretty close. But he probably is, is. The Dancing Ghost of Grantzer Harrison. If you do not, he was called Grantzer because uh, back then, I think grandfathers could also be referred to as grandsire. I believe I read that mm -hmm. somewhere. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it was yeah. just shortened. Right. Where it was almost slang, and it became Grancer, and it just became his nickname. Everybody called him that. Wait, whoa, whoa! So this guy was famous for like fiddle and dancing, and he yep. didn't he didn't go with Grancer the Prancer, <laughs> or Dasher oh, or Dancer. It's possible he did. It was just lost over time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how he's going to live on in my memory. Grancer the that's Prancer. Right. Grancer the Prancer of Kinston, Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's going to hunt us all. He is the last story in 13 Alabama Ghost and Jeffrey, if you ever want to read it. You haven't already? And the last one you learned about. So we went from one you, I mean, stands a chance if you've read the ghost stories from Alabama, you've heard of Grants or Harrison. Likely you have not heard of this one. And that's the haunted radio station in Jasper. Um, 
I love this one because I have a personal connection to it, not specifically with the person who lived at this house before it was a radio station, but my grandparents did because they knew the guy. Um, but Haunted Radio Station is no longer a radio station. It had been an insurance office for some years, and I'm not sure when the radio station went dark. Um, and it might actually still be in operation, just not at this location. I'm not sure. I haven't had a chance to check. Um, but uh, it was an insurance office for a bit. And last few times I have been by this location in Jasper, it was up for sale. So it may not be anything right now. But this was originally built as a home. I'm not sure how old the uh, house is. I would presume this was from about the 1920s. If you're familiar with Jasper, this is very near uh, the old main drag of Highway 78. Um, and the uh, Bankhead house that is very near downtown Jasper. and almost lost my train of thought and a man named george vines who was a car dealer in jasper actually lived in this house uh george vines lived there until about 1974 i think it was when he died and sometime after that it became the radio station um radio station of course was there for several years over 30 years and the stories were that the ghost would uh as you saw let me back up as you see there's this bay window here and mm -hmm. the control board for the radio station was actually right here. They could face out the window, uh, the DJ could, to see what was going on outside. And in one instance, uh, the sister of a DJ who was working a particular night uh, drove by and said, hey, there was somebody standing behind you. Was there anybody there with you that night? And they said no. And the sister nearly freaked out because she's like, there was definitely a person standing behind you. Um, other instances of... Uh, Doors opening and closing and filling the breeze off of somebody as if they're walking by uh, in a hallway. Mm -hmm. And uh, the toilet flushing on uh, on its own. So some pretty crazy things. I had to dig a little bit to find uh, a little more on George Fines and even a picture of him. And that's actually him right there. It might be a little hard to see on the PowerPoint. Uh, but he was a mercury dealer in Jasper. Um, Hop Price Auto Sales, I believe Hop. That was his nickname. I have no idea what his first name was. Uh, was his son-in-law, I think, or a business partner. I want to say it was son-in-law uh, who owned the dealership uh, after that on Highway 78, on what was then called New 78 through Jasper. Um, not too terribly far from where Jasper Mall is uh, today. Uh, but he was a he was a car dealer who is apparently still in his house. His funeral, uh, his wake was held at his house. So they think, yeah, his spirit's probably still lingering there and the reason my grandparents actually knew the guys because my grandfather was in the Aquinas club in jasper i think they were both in it at the same time and my grandfather bought cars from him hmm. so they knew each other in that regard so pretty pretty crazy and that oh. is well that's not going to animate <laughs> an animated gif anyway so that's that it's the end of the stories so a few things for you to read if you don't already know. Uh, 13 Alabama Ghosts and Jeffrey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think everybody in Alabama pretty well knows that. But if pretty you don't, much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's written by Catherine Tucker Wendham uh, and Margaret gillis Fye. Please forget Margaret. Um, Catherine Tucker Wendham was a state treasure, national she treasure, was. really. Yeah. Um, she wrote some yeah. really good books. They were very just... Kind of like I was trying to tell all of these. They were very plain, black and white. Here's what we know. Here are the stories that we have heard. Nothing else really to it in terms of investigating or whatever. But she did believe there was a ghost mm -hmm. inside her home in uh, Selma, 
that she referred to as Jeffrey. So if you wonder what mm-hmm. the Jeffrey is, that's right. who Jeffrey is. And the 13 Mississippi ghost, Georgia ghost, so forth, so on, the Tennessee ghost, she always includes Jeffrey. And there's a preface, I know, in the 13 Alabama ghost book of, mm-hmm. of Jeffrey. So there's a little uh, detail you can read, too. Dr. Alan Brown, he was a professor at the University of West Alabama. Uh, he helped me out with, in particular, the uh, Jasper radio station story, as well as a few others. Uh, but he has several books out there, one of which that I pull from a lot, uh, The Haunting of Alabama. Uh, he's got another one that's called Ghost Hunters of the South uh, that goes around uh, different southeastern states where he went with a lot of paranormal paranormal groups uh, on their investigations. It's a pretty big book. I didn't put any of that in here because it wasn't any specific story. It was just about the happenings when people would go and do their investigations. It's a pretty interesting book, too. Of course, TikToker, this guy's fairly popular, and I still see him a lot, Joshua Dare, Darren, I think that's how you pronounce it, on TikTok. He has just a lot of different Southernisms to a great degree, uh, little stories, but a lot of what he did, uh, at least last year, had a lot to do with ghost stories. I think he still does a lot of stuff like that, too. So there Mm -hmm. you have it. There you go. Very nice. So, yeah. That's that. And uh, Nixie, I actually checked, and I don't think that that place is for sale in Jasper. Oh, um, okay. It's not up for sale anymore, so maybe somebody bought it. I need to drive <laughs> by there. I know exactly where it is. It's hard to miss. <laughs> if you know where to look, it's right behind a uh, shopping center that's just off 78, which mm-hmm. was not there when the house was built, of course. It was it was it, in southern in southern slang, highfalutin. Of an area because it was next to the Bankhead House. I mean, it's like it was not next to it; it's a block away from it. So that was that was a pretty happening spot to live in uh, back in those days. And that house was a very nice house back then. So, but a lot of people don't know, don't in Jasper don't realize that's there and the story behind it. Spooky. (laughs) That is really cool. Well, all um, those stories were great. Thank you. I it not to steal any thunder from Nixie, but I actually have two stories as well. Oh, look at you! Little things as well. If it's okay, if I can bring those to the table. Yeah, sure. Encroach on his fame. That's fine. (laughs) I'm not not out to steal his thunder at all because I always look forward to to this every year when we do. Just cry in the corner over here now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, let's see. Give me just a second here, and I will. You're going to share? Yeah, I'm going to share. Oh, you can pull here stuff you up? Go. Yeah, I got some stuff to share here. All right. And by the way, something really neat, you want to talk about history and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nixie's grandfather wrote in a whole bunch of uh, journals and ledgers from like the 30s and 40s and all. And he brought some of those over to the house last night. And uh, we got to thumb through those. That man was meticulous in his details. Very so. Very much so. Yeah. My <laughs> God, was he meticulous? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there's a Kenny. lot, a lot of history. It started out as just bookkeeping on his part to keep up with uh, all the expenses of everything. Excuse me, I had to mute because I was going to start coughing my head off. Um, but he kept up with a lot of everything outside just financial stuff, and it's crazy that I still have it. He had them from 1936 until he passed in 1988. Wow. No, they, they were they were really interesting they to were look at. Really yeah. cool to read because it was he had a, he brought a ledger from 1939 and and my mom was born 
September 10th, 1939. And oh, so wow. I, I went through his ledger and got mm-hmm. to see what was happening. And in his grandfather's world, the day was my it, mom was born. What was like the biggest price shock or was there anything like anything? Groceries. Anything, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Gas saying. and groceries. Yes. Of course. Well, yeah. Well, We'll let Jess talk first. I will dig that up because I have one handy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Have you heard the legend of the dead children's playground, Nixie? Yes. He's saying yes. Yeah. He he, he muted himself. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Yes. Um, So just adjacent to the Maple Hill Cemetery in Huntsville, there's what's called the dead children's playground. There's the, let's see, here's Maple Maples Hill Cemetery, if you can see that. Um, we'll go back to the picture there with the with a nice little playground. And so how did this uh, innocent place get such a gruesome name? So according to legend, many children who died in Huntsville during the 1918 Spanish flu pandemic are buried in Maple Hill plots adjoining the playground. The spirits of those children's children, some say, come out after dark to run and play as they may have in life. So they just want to get out who, and what? Who, who, <laughs> who builds a playground next to a cemetery? Well, I mean, you know, it, I guess it happens. Someone <laughs> pretty messed up. and unusual. The, what? <laughs> they wanted something to happen in that playground. Creeping kids out 101, baby. Yeah. <laughs> That playground is made out of pure selenium. I bet you that's a chandelier. (laughs) (laughs) It's the circle of life. Well, it it, uh, says that uh, the playground is surrounded on three sides by the limestone that formed many caves in the area, giving it a shadowed appearance that lends itself to spooky legends. According to that's red, limestone is redneck selenium. So that's that's what. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right and i'm going to go and uh i'm go to my other photo here give me just one second while i switch the pictures here by the way this heat in this house feels fantastic right now mm-hmm. we finally turned on our heat for the first time to knock that smell off or when it gets really cold yeah i need to do that myself yeah it feels good right now all right. So the picture that I have pulled up here is what is known as the Hell's Gate Bridge, which is in Oxford, Alabama. Oh, I know which, this. Which we almost got to see. We almost did. Um, apparently, that of course, the bridge is in terrible condition. You can't drive over it anymore. You can't it's, drive to it. Yeah, and you can't drive as to it. As we learned. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'd seen a picture of the bridge with the, with the concrete barriers right there directly in front of the bridge. Um, but there's also the road that you would turn down to go to the bridge. There's also some concrete barrier there. So we could not get access to it, driving to it. Um, We could have walked, but we were trying to get back home because we were tired. Yeah. And I don't, can't really judge based on where that barrier is versus how long you have to, you know, trek to get to the bridge. So if you're curious, it's behind Sorry. I was just saying it's behind Publix yeah. in Oxford mm-hmm. over there near uh, that really nice shopping center. Yeah. If they put uh, a set of concrete barriers up and then they had to put another set of concrete barriers <laughs> up, 
they don't want you to go there. So it's <laughs> just to stay away. <laughs> yeah, that's that's an indication. Just just don't even bother. Yeah. Don't come down this way. So, of course, uh, just like a lot of uh, haunted bridges, the legend of Hell's Gate Bridge is that uh, sometime in the 1950s, a young couple's car drove off the bridge and into the water. Uh, the legend is that if, well, the, the stories that have come out is that if you stop on the bridge and turn off your lights, a member of the couple will enter your vehicle and leave a wet spot on the seat. So it's just your, your typical <laughs> haunted bridge. Story. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, and, and, and if they do that, you're going to leave a wet spot on your seat. <laughs> <laughs> but of Jess, course, can you say of, that again? You said a member of the couple. Well, that's what it's. Um, that's what the legend says. I'm just going to. Okay. So like a ghost is going to get in your car. <laughs> one okay. of the couple. We don't know which one of the couple, the man or the woman gets like, in the car. One of them. That's a bit of a saucy story there. <laughs> We're going to go with that. <laughs> oh, I see where you're going there. <laughs> Sir, this is a PG podcast. Okay. Hey, you said it. <laughs> I, I was just reading the. I'm just reading the article and it does a say member a member party. I, it does say a member of the couple. So blame somebody else for the, for the way this was written out. They yeah, <laughs> knew Jess would be reading this at one point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there, there have been paranormal investigations at the bridge that uh, I guess that's that particular investigation didn't come up with anything or find anything. But there- of course this is a story you know, one of those local legend stories that goes on throughout the years. And of course, people say the condition, you know, how the bridge looks makes them think so makes them think of the gates of like going into the gates of hell. So yeah. sweet. Is, is there a Yelp review that you would like to read? <laughs> <laughs> Disappointed. No member of the couple <laughs> got in my vehicle. Oh, oh. oh boy. <laughs> I blame Kevin. <laughs> someone, someone just got in my car. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Highly disappointed. <laughs> Does not zero out of five stars. <laughs> was not spooked. <laughs> no wet seat. <laughs> oh my! No goodness. wet spot on the seat of my car. <laughs> oh, let's just end that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> We're slipping back into Patreon territory here. Yeah. Look, it is. I I just love you know bringing content to the table that, that uh, y'all, yes you do y'all just crack up and laugh at. Yes. Yeah. Oh well, very good. Was that it, honey? Yeah. Um. I mean, unless you just wanted to, just kind of. I know we're gonna do the video later, but unless you wanted to have any, you know, just highlight just any points about the what we did last night. Real no. Quick. No. Okay. Like it. Like I said, I'd rather have the video speak for itself. Gotcha. Yeah. It was a Nixie, fun time. Did you have any other ones? I'm sorry. Did you have any other ones? I know you said you were looking through notes. Oh no, I was going back through. No, when, Ledger. Uh, both said something about uh, cost of living. I did dig some yeah. stuff up. So on yeah. October, since the day is October 15th, so on October 15th, 1939, somebody went grocery shopping. I guess my grandfather, because it's in his handwriting. Um, one dozen eggs, 20 cents. <sighs> Candy, 5 cents. He wasn't specific. Orange, ten, orange is 10 cents. So there's that. That's what he picked up from the store on this day. Yeah, and- somebody did, yeah. I bet October fifteenth, nineteen thirty-five, thirty-nine in Ham- somewhere in Hamilton. He probably still complained about inflation. 
No doubt. No doubt. The price of these eggs are too darn high. <laughs> these eggs were 15 cents last year. And one thing I know Brock found last night when he was looking at this one, uh, January 3rd, 1939. This was automobile expenses because he had to have it separated. Uh, 10 gallons of Gulf gas, because Gulf was important to them, at Hardin's or Hardings. I'm not sure where that was. Uh, $2. Wow. 10 <laughs> gallons. It's like he bought, no, he don't have anything. On the 16th, he bought eight eight gallons of gas. He didn't say where for $1.68. That was that leaded. It's 35. Too. Yeah, I was about to say that would be leaded gas. <laughs> yeah. Man, the price of gas. The, the last time I was really impressed with the price of gas was in 1998, 1999. Yep. Uh, when Clinton was in office, uh, the, I remember the price of gas dropping at a, a quick trip when I was living around Atlanta, uh, in Kennesaw, um, the price dropped to 67 cents a gallon. Oh, wow. Yeah. That and they had opened up the oil reserves or something, and that yep. dropped the price. And I that's the one price that, that I remember out of everything is man, how good it was in the 90s. Mm. I remember yes, that was that was during the time whenever I would you know want to cruise up and down the strip in my car, yeah. and it was like <laughs> it was actually cheap enough to do it. Yeah, yep. yeah, I would say, yeah, it was, yeah, it was around 75 something, 80 something when I started driving in mm-hmm. 90, uh, 96. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I paid two ninety a gallon today and got happy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad when it starts dipping under three dollars that we are getting extremely happy. Yeah. Like, <sighs> maybe one day. I depend on other people to tell me what gas prices are. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, what's your kilowatt per hour? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, fantastic. Well, um, anything else before we before we close it off? We wrap it up for this Halloween. No, uh, nope. no, I think we've gotten a lot of a lot yeah. of spookiness out of this episode. Yeah. So yeah. So I Michael will, next, will, huh? I'm sorry. I was going to say I will say, since this is my hot, this is the, my big holiday. Um, uh-huh. I, I will want to wish everybody a happy Halloween. Happy yeah. Halloween! And please, please do trick or treating. It's still a big thing. Go mm. around and feel free. If you know me, you know where I live. Come on by and I'll give you some full size candy bars. Woo! <laughs> I've got my candy and spiders on standby. <laughs> Playing up that trick or treat this year. That's right. <laughs> you look like a trick. Okay, here we go. <laughs> spiders! <laughs> Pocket spiders! <laughs> fire spiders. I'm going to slot those things on fire. <laughs> this is our friend Trick Nix. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> take that how you will yeah. so <laughs> but uh nick you thank you thank you so much for yes. joining us again yeah. as always yeah, man. enjoyed it love having you on so now you have another year to find some more stories mm-hmm. oh man <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna start making some up hey you're a good storyteller. I'm going to tell you which hey. ones are the real ones and which ones aren't. That's Ooh. actually a really cool segment. Yeah. Your story or it ain't. Yep. <laughs> With the haints. Yeah, good story or it ain't. <laughs> well, fantastic, man. Well, this is certainly enjoyable. We loved having you on here for this, and this is a treat for us every year. And uh, I still owe you lunch for that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to find us on social media, 
You can at Bama Geeks on Instagram, X, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. YouTube is where you want to go to see all the wonderful slides that um, Mr. Nick's had for you. And uh, we'll have that posted up as soon as I can. I promise. And uh, also, if you want to join us on Facebook in our private group, the Bama Geeks Front Porch, just uh, give it a search, ask to join, and we'll let you own in there. Sit down and talk a spell with us. Sit a spell. Just talk. Whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, if you want $5 to graciously support us every month, we'll take it. We don't mind. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com slash Bama Geeks. We usually do about a half hour, 45 minutes every episode uh, before the main episode that we talk to our Patreon members and just shoot the breeze and get Yelp reviews and <laughs> mm, questionable <laughs> Yelp reviews. <laughs> And, they're only uh, they're only ever questionable yeah. reviews, really. I mean, <laughs> it was only that one time, really. Yeah, it just just went off the rails. But it was so memorable, though. That That's why we still bring it up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you can get access to our Discord and access to uh, all the the full video and and audio and stuff like that. So we're gonna wrap this thing up. And as Kevin said, we echo the sentiments. Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween, everybody! And be sure to look for. Uh, for our video from the uh, Scare of Alabama Paranormal Investigation at the Homewood Public Library. That's going to be hitting our social channels as soon as I can catch a few minutes and put it together. It was a lot of fun. And hopefully you'll enjoy the little short videos that we put together for you Mm -hmm. from that. So with that, we'll all wrap it up. Uh, Thank you again, Michael Nix, for joining us for this episode. And for Bo Bearden and Kevin Gardner and my wife, Jess, I'm Brock Parker. We're the Bama Geeks. We'll see you next time. (laughs) 